0: Another episode of K Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know It All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by one half of the K Fabe crew. Introducing only today, he is the king of the K Fabe kickflip, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how live we living today, bud? We are living fantastic
1: today, you know, celebrating good shit all around and, you know, ready to talk. Uh a lot of juicy stuff in the news. Some good stuff on our top five today. And, you know, I'm just looking yeah. forward to this whole episode overall. You know, yeah, we're running on a thinner crew like overall compared to what we had last week, but it's still going to be a good show. Still going to yeah. be a great show.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Wayward Son of War Trace is out there in the holler, and we are going through the fall season, the beginning of it, and he is dealing with some seasonal allergies, which is kind of keeping his voice from sounding like a. Uh, you know, rough Kermit, the frog type impression. So we're going to let him sit out this week and I'm actually going to be out next week, but we'll get to that later. Uh, before we do, let's talk about last week, man. Top five women of wrestling. It was a great show. Got a lot of interaction. Having Jessica Rosenberg on was invaluable. She was really great. Definitely going to have her on more in the future. Um, really good stuff, man. I got a lot of really good feedback from that. we got a big spike in downloads. She did a really good job of promoting it. Love you, Jess. Please come back on anytime. Um, uh, Wix, did you get any good, good feedback on last week's show? Definitely, and got
1: a lot of like upticks on the TikTok from like everybody's picks, and I think having that uh, that true feminine side on picking the top women's wrestlers really helped elevate that episode, and everyone seemed to like it, especially the YouTube had a little spike too. Like Everything was doing good
0: with that one. Yep, I liked it. It was a good show. We were kind of all over the place, which is what makes shows like this really fun. Um, yeah, man, we got a lot of meat and potatoes going on here today. Today, we're talking about... The top five non-wrestling, like non-wrestlers that were the most important in the wrestling business. Um, So I'm really excited to get to that. It's a a list that doesn't get covered very often. Um, And I think we're going to have a really good take on our picks. And also, dude, so much news. So much happening in the world of wrestling today. Man, it's going to be a good show. For sure, so I guess we'll just go ahead and do like we
1: always do and start off with the WWE news, and there is a lot of stuff happening as of like today, like hours earlier, and pretty much all the commentary teams on every single brand of WWE are completely changing. Jimmy Smith completely gone from WWE now.
0: Nobody saw He's that done. coming, right? I mean, nobody saw that coming. I mean, sheesh.
1: I mean, he was better than... um. What's his name? Adam, uh whatever, Jeff Hart. the guy that said Jeff Harvey.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mike Adamly or whatever. Mike right?
1: Adamly. yeah. He's whoa, yeah. Way better than that guy, but like still he what he's not a wrestling commentator. He didn't no, he's an
0: MMA guy. It's not the same. It's just not the same.
1: And he's not like a MMA guy who was like also a wrestling guy. He was just a pure right. MMA guy. Right. Didn't work. But uh, I mean dude, we're getting Wade Barrett on uh SmackDown, Booker T on NXT. They're I really love shaking it. it up, changing up. Yeah, I'm all for it.
0: I love the shakeup for sure. Um, I love having the mix and apparently the pay-per-view commentary team is going to be, uh, Corey and Cole and then McAfee will join them after game day, college game day is over. So, um, Mm, I like that too. Yeah, that's a great team. McAfee graves and Cole is a great team. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about the direction of commentary for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: that's fucking – it's, it's going to be great. And we got the Extreme Rules pay-per-view coming up of this weekend, actually. And, uh, you know, it, it's got some hype. I I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it live. I'll go back and watch it probably the next day or something like that. But same, same, yeah. there's still going to be some good matches on there. Seth Rollins, Riddle, The Fight Pit. You got uh, Daniel uh, Cormier. Cormier, I don't know how the fuck you say it, but yeah. uh, from uh, USC. And you maybe might have some Brock Lesnar pop in there because, you know, they've yeah. had a little uh, – they got a history, which would be kind of cool.
0: They do, yeah. I mean, I think they're doing they're doing a good job of building it. I mean, it's a B pay per view. I mean, no one expects Extreme Rules to knock your socks off, but I think there's some good enough stuff there to d- generate enough interest. I mean, specifically Riddle and Rollins. I think that's that's the money that that's happening in WWE right now. I know we don't talk very much about the weekly programming, but honestly, it's just because there's so much of it that it it's like. There's not really a point e- either. Like, I mean, either you watch it or you don't. And I don't watch weekly. I do follow what's going on. Um, but there's just so much. You know what I mean? And to me, the only thing that's sticking out right now um, is Sami Zayn and 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 the bloodline. That storyline-wise, that's the best shit. That's the best shit on TV for sure. And then, I mean, period in wrestling, in my opinion. Um, but And then you got the Rollins-Riddle thing is the only thing that, like, the only pro-wrestling thing in WWE that I'm really into right now is Rollins and Riddle.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then we're finally, I guess, going to get the reveal—the White Rabbit, which is probably going to be Bray Wyatt. I'm sure. I mean, so I guess we'll Bray. see how they're going to interject him, interject him in there. Like, I don't know who he's going to start feuding with, how he's going to debut, but I'm pretty sure the White Rabbit will be Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules.
0: Yeah, it might be. There is a crazy rumor that it is very possible that uh, pectoral surgery—you, some people recover a lot quicker. It's just the way the body heals. Cody Rhodes is doing a lot of appearances without a sling could possibly be Cody Rhodes. I mean that, that would be the, if you don't have Bray, that's the only thing that would make sense to me. Um, at least okay. on, on that I, level, you know what I mean? Like, like to yeah, me, that could I be the see. major swerve. So, like
1: if they don't deliver with Bray, Cody's the only thing that would save it.
0: Yes. And I mean, there. <laughs> th- I mean, that is a small rumor going around that it could be, it could be Cody. So if it is awesome, I'm, I'm not mad at that either, but I think those are literally the only two people it could be. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess we'll see. So, even if I don't watch it live, I will be, you know, probably checking on Twitter, seeing what's popping off, seeing what happens with that for sure.
0: Definitely, definitely. What else we got in WWE news? I mean, there's
1: that's pretty much the meat and taters of the WWE news. That's all. Like, did the you see what happened today?
0: Off. What? Did you see what happened? Maybe even like three hours ago. Oh, is there something new that I missed? Yeah, it's kind of a bummer story. Um, Sarah Lee, she was uh, one of the top contestants on Tough Enough 2015. Uh, she just had her there. Th- third child with Weston Blake who used to be Blake Murphy mm-hmm. one of the forgotten sons. She passed away today at 30 years old. There's no details on how or why. Um, but I know postpartum depression can be a thing and that's just what's being talked about. I'm not going to sit here and say that's what it was. I'm not going to sit here and say that she died. You know, she killed herself. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to be flagrant. All we do know is that she was 30 years old in good health and is now no longer with us. Um, Wow,
1: so, I did not hear about that.
0: Fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just really tough, man, especially me being, like, a dad, and, like, she's got three young kids, man. I mean, young kids, and that's just, that's tough. It's really tough. And, I mean, I know we, we don't really talk a lot, you know, highly of Blake Murphy on the show as far as maybe his political views or even his in-ring style or whatever, but, I mean, dude, when you're a dad and you got three kids and it's rough for anybody, so definitely thoughts, prayers, you know, vibes, all the good yeah, stuff That sucks. that family, for sure. Bummer, that sucks. Man, yeah. Definitely don't want to bring it down too much. But yeah. since we're talking about sad shit, let's talk about what else we got going on in the news.
1: So speaking of sad shit, what's really fucking sad, honestly, is that two people not being able to stay fucking professional have to undermine what, which was a very, very good wrestling card and a good show. And I didn't honestly know what happened until like deep into the show once they announced that Ten wasn't going to be facing Andrade anymore, and it was going to be the new the trios championship match with Dark Order versus the Death Triangle. So I looked up and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And supposedly, all that Twitter heat and beef that was going on the other day, like I guess they ended up coming to some altercation backstage. And you know, originally the reports were coming out saying that Sammy Guevara like started the fight, but why would he still get to wrestle and then Andrade gets sent home? Doesn't make any sense, but apparently, other things have came out since then saying that Andrade basically instigated everything, and people are saying that he's just trying to get himself fired at this point, which I don't think fighting people backstage is going to help. But also, Sammy, you know, Guevara has also had some stuff with other people backstage, like Eddie Kingston, which I'm not saying that. He is the asshole that everybody thinks he is, but there's always two sides to every story, and I just don't think that they would just let him stay if he like went up there and just started trying to fight Andrade. And I don't think he has the balls to just go up and just and just try to start a fight with Andrade, to be honest.
0: Like, I mean, they just need to let Andrade go, dude. I mean, what what are you, you're not losing much. Let's be let's be totally exactly. honest here. He's a great wrestler, but you're just not losing much, man. He's no. I mean, he's never going to be past the mid card. I don't give a damn how good he is in the ring. He's not, he's a mid card guy. I mean, and, 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 and to be honest, dude, like, you know, me, I'm an, I'm an old wrestling fan. You know what I'm saying? And I, I genuinely believe that like where there's smoke, there's fire. And I do believe there's probably some, some of, some of this is real. Some of this is a work, dude. Some of it is a work. There's no way, there's no way that Tony Khan allows the elite CM Punk thing to happen and then this happens right after it and just nothing, nothing, nothing like it was to me, too it's public like, on Twitter. It was just too, too much. It's right. Is it, it's too way out there. It's too loud. It's way too loud. Right. Like, is yeah. it just me? Or am I just being like the crazy, like smart. That's like, thinks everything is a work, but like, dude, I also too like, okay. The CM Punk elite thing. No one's arguing. That was real. That happened. That just came out of nowhere. That happened. Right. But we got a massive spike in ratings after that happened. You can't tell me that Tony Khan's not thinking, hey, maybe you guys don't like each other. Maybe we stoked this fire a little bit. Worked in the past. Maybe it'll work again. Worked just very recently for us in our favor. If we can make this look like a shoot, maybe we can. I think that maybe AEW is getting to a point where they're really working everyone. Literally everyone. The way pro wrestling was 20, 30, 40 years ago. I mean,
1: they started with the MJF thing.
0: MGF's turning babyface, by the way. We all see that. Oh, and
1: it's excellent. I like, dude. Oh, it's people, so good. I, I love, you know, uh, people like booing that he's like, you know, teasing him doing something like good, but that's great. I love the extra layer to the character.
0: It makes it the just. Why, I think the reason why is they weren't sure what was going to happen after the CM Punk Elite thing. And the plan all along was to have CM Punk versus MJF for the title, have MJF win. But I think the double term was going to happen. At, at that moment, MJF was going to win, have the babyface celebration. CM Punk just cuts him off. It's super easy and boom, massive heat. But now they're like, well, CM Punk's probably not coming back. So might as well just go ahead and push this babyface thing since our champion is already a babyface. You see what I'm saying? Like, makes yeah. way more sense to me. Dude, and, dude, his match with Wheeler Yuta last night, that's his first so- match after forever.
1: It was a fucking great wrestling match. Dude, people I don't try to talk shit about that, MJF yeah. like he's a promo. He can't really go. Dude, he proved last night he can fucking wrestle.
0: Not only that too, but I dare say that's been the and you had some great matches. It's the best match I've seen of Uda ever. Ever. Dude, ev- dude, everything worked there. Like the story they
1: already had between the two from having that the past, you know, working with each other in the indi- like working with each other on the indies for years. But dude, the story they told in the ring was so dude, the
0: crowd ate it up. I ate it up. So I was good. just cheering at
1: my tv like i was like this is fucking wrestling this i would say so good
0: it. i would take mjf over you uh, mjf and Uda over yuda and garcia like oh, yeah. i mean he, i know it was a great wrestling match but it's not it's not the same you have exactly. to have and no I bet stand. you
1: mjf versus garcia would be great
0: oh i'm sure it would mjf, MJF is, has that fucking it factor like because the, like
1: they're both okay he's, so he's got, got the no, mass yeah
0: like Dude, he's got the Stone Cold, the Rock. Like he's got the it, it factor. Like he is exactly like, like he's not just a main Yuda event. He's an and it Garcia guy.
1: are good in ring guys, but they yeah. don't have the full package. He's the guy that can go work with anybody and get it done. Yeah, and make both of them look great yes. n- and win or defeat. Yes, like Wheeler totally came out looking fantastic after that match.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Yuta's been on a tear this whole back half of twenty twenty two. He's been absolutely just doing nothing but raising his stock. Glad to see it. Uh, I know an old homie from some of our close friends for, for years and years. So it's really cool to see somebody that close to the circle get in a massive, massive push. I mean, he's, I'd say he's top 50 wrestlers on earth right now. Oh yeah, Um, for sure. And that's not, it's really hard to get there guys. Um, so hats off to you to, but I mean, dude, like there's nothing better than watching this rise for FMJF. There's just, there's nothing better. I mean, CM Punk is the absolute worst for ruining that comeback he's so selfish and so terrible. And I really honest to God, never want to see his face again. I just don't ever want to see him. I don't even want to, I don't don't want to hear a promo. I don't want him to come back for any, I don't want, I don't want him to go to WWE. I don't want to ever see him again, period. I don't want to see him. Good riddance, you know, good riddance. It's not the fuck out of here. It's just not worth it.
1: Well, speaking of comebacks, uh, we got Brian cage on TV last night for the first time in forever versus Wardlow. And dude, it was like definition of a meat slapping. goddamn. It was a banger. It was good match. such a good match. Good match. Yeah. And the crowd was so into it, and I'm just like, dude, where the fuck has Cage been? Because Cage can do this with anybody. Ever since oh, Lucha yeah. Underground, I've known that Brian Cage oh, is yeah. the man. They just need to like, give him the ball. Let him do some shit. Let him do some oh, – if he's going to be in Ring of Honor, let him fucking take a Mid-Car title, TV title from Samoa Joe, something.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. He needs Samoa something. Joe doesn't need the title at this point. Like Samoa, Samoa Joe is – on fumes, baby. I love Joe. Yeah, yeah. I love he's him. More like he's a, done, he, he helps he's just so like done. get
1: storylines along because of who he is and his, his status.
0: You Joe don't really need him as the champion. Be, should be the kayfabe president of Ring of Honor. Joe yeah, should be the kayfabe like pre- yeah. president of Ring of Honor. That would the be perfect. Mish. Yes. Yes.
1: And yes. also, dude. Speaking of Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal. Ring of Honor got him versus Darby Allen. Was it's crazy? They had a, such a good match, but it was like almost the opposite of what happened with the first match in like the ending, but they had a very good matchup. But Jay Lethal also gave that code of honor handshake with Darby Allen, and Sanjay Dutt and old uh, Satnam Singh got pissed off. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I don't really think anything really is gonna happen unless they just break them up completely. But I don't see Jay Lethal turning babyface unless there's out of a shortage of babyfaces for Ring of Honor, which. I don't really know what the roster completely is at this point and what they're really doing, but it's going to be like a side story in AEW If they're going to get some streaming, they've kind of teased that, which I hope that comes, even if it's a YouTube or HBO max, something that's a weekly ring of honor. I would totally watch it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. They need something and then need, need, it needs to be on a streaming service. I mean, YouTube is fine, I guess, but they, they need, they need it to be in order to have more clout behind it. Even if less people see it, I, I genuinely mean that. I think that, in the in the pop lexicon, they need to be on an actual streaming service. Even if it's significantly less people that would see it on YouTube, YouTube just doesn't have the same allure. Um, yeah. Unless it's HBO like a,
1: Max would be nice,
0: and yeah. uh, I think it would it could work. It fits perfectly with that with that and especially style, if you too.
1: got the crossover between AEW wrestlers coming on there, just like it happens on Dynamite, it would definitely get some pops. Chris Jericho, come on now.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree, and I think that Jericho is the right person to have that title right now as well, especially pushing that brand. I know I said that last week, maybe the week before, but yeah, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving what We're seeing the Bandito-Jericho match. It was insane. so
1: Fantastic, which he got signed to AEW, which is a great fucking pickup. As
0: he should, yeah, yeah, as he should. He can, now you can go ahead and let Andrade go because I have way more weight in Bandito. He's got at least – even if he's not going to cut a great promo, he's got a much better character. And they I signed Rouge, so like they have yep. – well, Roosh and Andrade are like a thing. I know they're like brothers, but make him a tag team. No, I think I'm fine with that. Put him in the tag team division because Andrade. They're stop, related. Stop but... trying to make him. Stop. Stop trying to make him. He's not. He's not the guy. He's not that guy. He's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. He's Pretty good though. He's pretty, pretty good. decent. He's pretty good, but he's got the fucking character of a cardboard box, man. He's just <laughs> so boring. Like, it's it's not like it's not like oh, it's you know you're being racist, like dude. I don't care. Eddie Guerrero had was charisma oozing out of him. Like, Andrade is not that guy. Like, it's almost wrestler. Honestly, it's almost
1: like a, um the Alberto Del Rio gimmick. It's just like, I'm yes. in a suit, and I'm rich, and I have yes. money. That's like, exactly he doesn't... Right. It's not really much beyond that.
0: He's a better wrestler than Alberto Del Rio, oh, yeah. but yes.
1: But honestly, worse personality. Del yeah, Rio sadly. definitely had a better character. Sadly. I mean, we did get some physicality from uh, Soraya. Yes, but- so... I think they're they're gonna slowly tease and build that match between her and Britt Baker. Maybe a match. Happen.
0: Maybe a match. We'll see. And they'll just map it out the right way. Uh, and that's cool. That's, yeah, that's cool fun. to see. It's kind of like Stone
1: Cold coming back for his match, you know? Yeah, so that's it's fun. cool to see. Like that's fine. They will test good. out what they can take. Like yeah. oh, you, maybe you could take a suplex. You could take a, a DDT. You know? Yeah, I like that. Which is cool. I makes, I love to see that.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. Totally into it.
1: All right, so uh, do you think it's about that time to head into the meat and taters of the show?
0: Yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. We're talking about the top five uh, most influential, most important um, non-wrestlers in the wrestling business, right? Um, so let's go ahead and have you uh, kick us off here, Wex, man. What you got for me? We're number five.
1: All right, starting off with me at number five is the classic. Is the classic, classic best referee you can probably think of in your entire life and that is your boy shirt uh merch bootleg stealer seller
0: himself earl hebner i like that i like that that's good i didn't even think about referees but i like that a lot that's really good and i mean you can uh talk
1: about many things but he's just so iconic like some of the best matches throughout wwf history and then a few here a few here and there in TNA and other places. But, I mean, he's the classic ref of the Attitude Era. He's the Stone Cold ref. Like, every iconic Stone Cold match, which, of of course, you can see in the background if you're watching the video version here. Got the big cutout. I mean, I love Stone Cold. So, like, Earl Hebner, he just has that connection with me. Like, when I think of a wrestling referee, I think Earl Hebner immediately. Like, that's the first person I think of. And he's just so influential to the business, even though him and his brother Dave, like I said, did the whole bootleg merch shit. Like, but he's like that first referee that really had character that really played a part in the match. If that makes any sense. No, it makes total sense. Like, I he's mean, he's the that's... first iconic referee. Cause like before him, I mean, what he had, Jack Doan. I mean, yeah. shit, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, they're both pretty I, old. They're probably around the same age, but you know, I, Earl I think there's just that guy. Yeah.
0: Earl Hebner is the guy that gave referees in general, a name. Like people cared more about the name of who the referee was after Earl Hebner. You know what I mean? Like, Earl was like the first one to be like. Everyone knew what his name was.
1: Yeah, like I mean, we would not give a fuck about Mike Kyoto if it was. Yeah, wasn't yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You would never know who Mike Kyoto was without Earl Hebner. You see what I'm saying? You would never know, like, who um, Baby Nage. His name is oh, wait, escaping me right now, which is a terrible example. Oh uh, fuck! Use,
1: <laughs> you wouldn't know. Uh, any of these
0: classic refs. Uh, Why are we blanking on this? I don't know like, what his name is right I would, now. I would argue I know, probably the second about, what most What about Rudy Charles from TNA? Rudy Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Engler, also on WWE for sure. God, who am I thinking of? Tim White, remember him? No, yeah, Tim White for sure. He had those, he had those hilarious suicide skits. I feel like people are listening to this podcast and like screaming the name of this referee, the blonde well, guy, the guy with the classic slide in, like <sighs> oh. Little Nate. That's all I can think of right Lil now. Nate. Uh Oh man, this is killing me. I gotta Google it. I, that's so sad that I'm literally having to go to Google for this. We're terrible. We even like do trivia, and I can't think of this. De- Charles Robinson. Char. I knew it was Charles right. something. Goddamn it, Charles, Charles Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. I yes. didn't even get to Google it, but it came to my head finally. Jesus Christ. Man. Little Nate. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I I agree, man. I think that's a solid number five. Uh, the first referee to kind of have his own personality. Um, Earl Hebner, solid. Number five might be a little too low. This dude's probably going to be on your list too, but it's just very young still very fresh and shit's really turbulent right now. Uh, but my number five is Tony Khan. Oh, uh, okay. okay. I think that, I think that he, I mean, when you, I mean, I know he's only been, it's fresh and it hasn't been around too long, but I mean in 15 years or more, almost 20, I'd say in about 20 years, well, let's say 15 in about 15 years. I don't think anybody has had a bigger impact on wrestling that hasn't been a wrestler than Tony Khan. Um, I mean, obviously, within the past five years being the main thing, but, I mean, you, you got to give the devil his due. I mean, it's really hard to be in that WCW position. TNA got there for a little while, but not didn't stay there very long, and it quickly went down to, like, just a kind of the high-end indies and wasn't even necessarily a second brand. It was just a different thing altogether. Um, and I think, you know, but AEW still at least right now they're still a number two and they came out swinging number two. If they keep doing these shenanigans, they're going to relegate themselves to TNA status at some point. If they keep doing the bullshit, but you know, we'll see, hopefully it, it stays well. But right now I think Tony Khan is fair to land as the bottom of the list. Number five, most influential people for sure.
1: Hey, I don't disagree with that. He was actually one of my honorable mentions. He didn't quite crack top five for me, but I totally agree with that. Like, there's nobody, like you said, with non wrestler in the past fifteen years, promoter period wise that's done what he's done, which it's crazy and right. I love it. I even though some people think he's crazy, which he is crazy, but I love that maniacal, you know, kind of thing he has going on. It's great. Yeah, I don't know I if mean, he's on Coke or if he's just naturally revved up for fucking wrestling, which I think. I mean he when, the me right. both.
0: when the time Might is right when the time is right. I hope that he does actually do an on screen thing. If it crashes and burns, it crashes and burns, but I'd like I don't to think it's it. really going to
1: crash and burn because they just have too much, too many great wrestlers that people want to see. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. And I, don't and think and crash I feel and burn, like, but that's the thing too. Like we all talk about TNA, like it was like secondary for a long time, but I mean from 02 to like 2010, a solid like eight years, they were the number two brand and okay. then they fell off. You know what I mean? Like, but they did really well for like almost a decade. Like we're not even, we're not even five years deep with AEW yet. And they're all, the wheels are already starting to get a little wonky. I'm not saying they're falling off. But they're getting loose. Like, but I feel like they're a way to higher level up or it's than He's is even at it all. Yeah, he definitely needs to tighten that shit up one way or the other. But de- either way, deserve to be number five. Where are you at number four?
1: Coming in at number four, uh, I don't know if he's the, this guy would even make your list if you even thought about him, but he is very, very influential to wrestling. And we've mentioned him many times before, and that's David Sahadi. Okay. Who is yeah. the video producer for the WWE yep. through from the Attitude Era up until – the angle that made him quit was the Katie Vick angle. Yep. Like, that's noted. He was like, that's fucking ridiculous. Fuck this shit. I'm out. But before that, literally every awesome video package for every pay-per-view that you can think of, like, through the Attitude Era, the classic yeah. WrestleMania X7, The My Way, The yeah. Lump Biscuit, one of the all times classics. Uh, that one uh, WrestleMania promo that he had with, like, all the classic managers that Vince McMahon cried when he watched. Yeah. Like, just my childhood of, like, wrestling growing up, like, those video packages were just so good and influential so good. and just fantastic. No one's really been able to top what he's done since, and he still works for Impact till this day. David Sahadi, dude, number one video production guy ever in pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't doubt that. I mean, video package guy, for sure, no doubt about that. I mean, he's he, another guy I didn't think of, but that's that's totally right. I mean, his impact is no pun intended, like felt for years and years and years. I literally am, you know, I know I've said this a couple times on the show, but I've been watching since uh, our SummerSlam episode 97 on. Well, I'm into 98 now and I'm watching February 2nd, 98, I believe. If you get a chance like this, I know we haven't done this in a while. That's show of the week. Go watch it. Stone Cold confronts DX, tells Shawn Michaels that he wants his ass, even if Tyson's in the way or not. It's great. It's also oh, yeah. the ep- it's also the episode where the uh, the New Age Outlaws push the dumpster off the stage with Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie in it. Um, really good stuff there. I forgot how well that was written. Um, really, really, really good. And there's a moment in the back after when uh, JR is kind of like uh, interviewing the New Age Outlaws and they kind of feel a little bit bad, like, oh, no, did we go too far? And DX comes to them and they're like, no, chin up, like, you need to rock the boat, like get, get, get ratings. Like, you know, like it's all about you. Be selfish, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, damn, like the long-term dude, the long-term storylines back then were just so much better written. Like Jesus, like it would be six more months before the new age outlaws become in DX. Like that wouldn't, if, if it was now that would happen maybe, maybe a week before they joined, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the, maybe they, they like to blow their load too early these yeah, days. Yeah. It's just too, like, We real wrestling fans want longevity. We like good TV shows too, by the way, we like those. And most of those have like actual series continuity where like you have long storylines throughout a whole fucking season. Like don't, yes, we can have these, these, these quick angles too, but they can play off each other. You don't have to forget about the long-term stuff. And also we don't have to have a payoff at every single pay-per-view. Like they should keep going. Like some of these, keep going, like, (laughs)
1: That's kind of why I like how AEW doesn't have a pay-per-view every month, and they've been the best at doing long-term storytelling and wrestling in a long time.
0: Yeah, that's true, although I do
1: feel overall their stories aren't as good. I mean, mean, it's not as good as some of those classic ones, but, I mean, they're the closest we've got.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. who's right, who's yours? Who's who's yours? My number four is um, I think that he is probably, if you think about, the uh, second in command. Um, The guy that handled a lot, took a lot of the bullshit and also like never got a whole lot of praise, but is also kind of old and crotchety about it. Now Um, he's arguably the the voice, you know, he's the voice of our childhood. He's the voice of wrestling. It's Jr. But behind the scenes, like that dude is, I mean, and he'll brag about all of it, but he signed pretty much every legend that we all know of our childhood outside of Shawn Michaels, like literally outside of Shawn that's pretty much it. I mean, he. I don't know if he signed Triple H. It may have been Bruce Prichard that signed Triple H, maybe Stone Cold too. But from The Rock on, so from '96 on, and '96 to like 08, he signed everybody. I mean, everybody. Like, think about '96 to 08. Now that's like 12 years. It's not. It's not forever. But the 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 landscape of wrestling from 1996 to 2008. That's, that's cream of the crop, And man. lows and everywhere in between. You know what I mean? Like the dude has an eye for talent. It's I mean, not only is he the voice of our childhood, the greatest play by play announcer of all time, but his behind the scenes contributions. I think that if he'd never been on, on TV as an announcer, he'd still be one of the most influential non wrestlers in the wrestling business ever. And honestly, when he did get in the ring, when he did get beat up, there were memorable moments. He made the most out of everything he's ever done in the ring as well. Obviously not a wrestler, but it's like anytime he's ever been in the ring, I don't think he had anything forgettable. I'm not saying that it was all great, but it was all memorable. It was all like Jim Ross was a needle mover on screen, even though he wasn't a wrestler. You know what I mean?
1: Of course. Yeah, I totally agree. That's an excellent pick.
0: Yeah. Number four, Jim Ross. I actually thought a lot of these were going to be the same for us, so I'm glad they're not. Um, But yeah, man, who you got next?
1: All right, coming in at number number three, is right. We're at number three right now. So our bronze medal coming in at number three. Obviously, on my number four pick, I talked about some visuals, but uh, I'm going to talk about somebody who gave us the sounds and the soundtrack to our fucking childhood, and that's Jim Johnston. He made every single song to every fucking WWF wrestler that we grew up with, like going back from like way back in the day, like up until. His late buck rock, butt rock years, you know, there were some bangers here there, but Jim Johnson is the man. Dude, the Stone Cold theme song, If You Smell What The Rock Is Cooking. Degeneration X. It's all, a Degeneration X. It's all about the game and how you play it. Yeah. Ain't no stopping me now. Like, yeah. I could just go on and on and on. You're dealing with the real deal now, you know? The, the ministry yeah. undertaker. Every iteration of the fucking undertaker. Yeah. He is the man. Eat. And I think it was really fucking Hand stupid of him on. to let him go. Like, he, he, he should still be, like, the legacy, like, advisor guy. Like, even if he's not yeah. making the music, like, no,
0: that's not going to work. Yeah, give him a Legends deal and put him on, like, uh like just a advisor retainer. Like, don't – I mean, yeah, sure, you don't want to use his music, but, like, dude – he is the soundtrack of the of, of I mean, WWE like and WWE. Every song,
1: even the songs that are performed by famous bands, he still wrote the original version, like right. Batista. The, yeah. bair, nah, nah, nah. the original version didn't have the butt rock vocals. It was just... Yeah. Bair, nah, 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 nah. You, know, you remember. Yeah. It's just you remember. Jim Johnson was the man. I have the WWF anthology CDs, like all of them. It's He's the man. Yeah, and without great, man. him, I don't think we would have that same connection. Like When you oh, hear that glass shatter... Or, if you smile... Like, it just hits different. It's a different vibe. So do we hear that... Y- meow. Are you ready? <laughs> Come on now, dude. Come
0: on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I think that... Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, that Degeneration X song, it was like 97, right? When it first mm-hmm. started playing it. And so, like, I think that was the first time that I, like, heard screaming in a song that wasn't like a metal song. You know what I mean? It was like... because. This is it's almost like rap rock, but like, dude, Korn was like ninety nine. You know what I mean? Like they were like weren't, Rage Against the Machine with some more. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine ish. But like this, like he screams in that chorus. You know what I mean? Like Rage was like yeah. more like yelly. Like, yeah. I mean, he's like screaming like and when it's like I was like, I don't know. That was that was like, yeah, this is badass. Like, this is amazing. This is super cool. Um, Yeah. Jim Johnson, man, definitely songwriting legend in the wrestling world for sure. Uh, let's get into my number three. Um, I know that this is going to ruffle some feathers, but you got to give the devil his due. Uh, on-screen character, running a company, beating Vince McMahon. It's got to be Eric Bischoff in my bronze medal. Um, he definitely deserves it. Uh, he definitely is his own worst enemy, though. I think the reason why he didn't beat Vince McMahon is because he's Eric Bischoff. and <laughs> But I think the reason why he did beat Vince McMahon is because he's Eric Bischoff. So, like... Um, he is who he's supposed to be. Um, he wasn't supposed to be the top dog. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I think his, his stubbornness and his, uh, arrogance keeps him from being where he could be. But I think he's also kind of made peace with that. I think he knows that. And I think he just enjoys it. He's like, Oh, you know, I'm still a hundred millionaire if I'm not a billionaire. So I might as well, like just keep being cocky and loving my life, which is great. He seems to be happy. All he does now is just talk shit with Conrad, which is great. Um I think yep. he's I think he's way out of touch though. I do think he's wrong about a lot of things now. Um but you know, I think first of all, I think that if you and this is my only shit talking thing about Eric Bischoff. I do think that if you genuinely believed in 2022 that the television ratings are the most important part, you're an idiot. Like not especially when you're not even taking into account anything live streaming. Like Hulu live, YouTube, live, even if they are watching it live, it doesn't count. He's talking about cable. Like, if you don't have, like, who has, who has, what are you talking about, dude? Who has cable? The only like, reason I
1: have cable is it comes it comes with my rent at my apartment. They just give you cable as a part of the thing. Otherwise, you think I would have fucking Comcast? Hell no! I'd be streaming yeah. it.
0: Now, I, I now his his one argument is like, well, I do uh, genuinely believe that it's still the majority, meaning that that like there are more people watching it on cable. Than there are like watching it streaming. That's probably true, but I think it's closer than he thinks. He thinks it's like 10, 15% streaming. I think it's uh, more like uh, 30, 40% streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. For sure. And so at, at that rate, it's like, I'd still say there's three to four million people a week watching wrestling to this, you know, in, on, on any even if Even if the numbers say, oh, it was, you know, a million two here. Like, yeah, but, you know, like, you're, you're not talking about. The darks. You're not talking about mm-hmm. rampage. You're not talking about all the clips and the highlights on YouTube. Just look at that, and you can see that there's more interest than just
1: what yeah, you're you, seeing. They get ratings.
0: millions of views for just random clips. So it's yeah. like, what I will say though is when wrestling was at its highest, and when he when TV ratings did mean the most, he did a great job, man. I mean, you can't say enough about. I mean, you have to think about how the WWF was pre Attitude Era, pre WCW being on nitro like like you know we had clowns and trash guys and goons and like bastion booger you know what i mean like no and that was the only thing that people had like wcw was really just southern wrestling without anything at all he was the first person to make it like real like you know what i mean like to try to make it more reality based more based on pop culture at the time and i think no, he, he did started a, the attitude era i'll yes, say that yes i would i would say that yes eric bischoff Yes, yeah, started the attitude era with with the NWO. That is really what started the attitude era. No, no doubt about it. And I don't think that I mean really pulling that off. That angle, that style, had never been done before. People would say, "Oh, he stole it from New Japan." No, the fuck he didn't, dude. Japan is an island. It's very awesome. It's got great, like it's got great culture, great wrestling, whatever. They are not influencing the entire world, especially not in pro wrestling. That was a genuine, great idea of having, hey, let's bring these guys in from WWF and he, pretend he like they're.
1: He might have stole like. The concept of some, yeah, uh, two maybe co- the bones, uh, maybe the concept of there being the- two companies. That's actually one company and they put them against each other. But he didn't have the idea. Like, oh, it's bringing WWF guys and have Hulk Hogan turn like that's yeah. all him.
0: Yeah. All him have, I mean, you got You got to applaud there, too. I mean, yeah. Bronze medal can't say enough. Eric Bischoff, the entire. I dare say that without him, without that happening, I don't think we're talking about wrestling the way we are now. Vince McMahon wouldn't be Vince McMahon now without that happening. Vince McMahon could have failed. It it could have. It could have. I mean, 96 was a bad year. Oh, yeah. It could have just kept going. Never had a spark from WCW. And pro wrestling itself could have just died off. At that point, it really would have only been massively popular for only about 10 years. 10-year fad makes sense. But because of the attitude era, because of Eric Bischoff, wrestling's never going away. It'll never be. It'll never be gone. Nope. So, yeah, that's my number three. Let's give me your silver. What do you got on the silver medal there, bud?
1: Coming in at my silver medal is another guy who also ran his own wrestling company but got a little help from Vince McMahon, and that is Paul E. Dangerously Heyman. We got the same
0: silver medal. We got the same silver medal.
1: The same silver medal. All right. Well, I mean – and I just like – dude, ECW influenced basically modern pro wrestling of what we know today. Yes, literally like it influenced T, like TNA the X Division that was influenced straight ECW everything yeah. we know like even like i wouldn't say purely deathmatch wrestling in america but dude ECW definitely sparked the interest of some of that like they might have watched some guy and be like oh i'm going to go back and watch these japan tapes and then a lot of those ECW guys are just it's, it's so much stuff like the Jerry Lynn's the RVDs like they are the dudes who basically influenced that modern style that we see today yeah, and if it wasn't for Paul E, Paul Heyman, and then not even, like, not even to mention what he's still doing in modern pro wrestling today, dude, he's, he's that guy. He's the dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, listen, an argument can be made for a lot of people. Jim Cornette for uh, for Bobby Heenan, for for the greatest manager of all time. It, at this point, the longevity, you, you can't. It's Paul Heyman. I mean, there's no. It, 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 there's How no, many there's no question at this point. Yeah. Four, four decades, five, maybe, maybe even five decades. No, four, four decades. Yeah. Still four decades. Like he's going into his fifth decade right yeah. now. Cause he did if the eighties, And I think he will, he doesn't yeah. show any signs of slowing down. I mean, I think he's going to have a spot in wrestling for the rest of his life. And he's still, he's in his early fifties. He's got a lot to contribute still a lot to contribute still. And he will, and it's going to be awesome. Arguably one of the most creative minds ever in the history of pro wrestling. I mean, to, to, to see what he did with ECW, and if, if we're being completely fair, when ECW became a trending thing, their roster talent-wise was shit. It was not good. It was they did, They had a few good wrestlers, a few, but the majority of their show was shit. And he just angled it the right way, wrote it the right way, got those guys behind him. Dude, he got tons of pro wrestlers in the 90s. During the height of pro wrestling, to work for free or bounce checks because they believed in his creative—that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Like, dude, yes, easily the for better or worse, whether it was manipulative and maybe not all on the up and up, whether whether it's half bullshit or half true or whatever, doesn't matter. The products happen. We have it now, thanks to him. Not saying that he is the most honest and genuine person on earth, but this is wrestling, baby. And uh, in wrestling, number two, all-time most influential non-wrestler ever, Paul Heyman.
1: All right. So it looks like it's time to go ahead and head into that number one spot.
0: And I got a really good feeling we're going to say the same guy.
1: Well, the thing is, my number one spot, uh, you already chose. Oh, wow. What? what? Yeah, you That's already chose only number. There's only one one here, right? And uh, you chose... Jim Ross earlier, and that is my number one spot, even though you talked about all the people that he signed and you really leaned into that side, that side is very cool and all, but like when it comes to pro wrestling, he is the voice of fucking wrestling. when i yeah. When I think of wrestling, I think of Jim Ross, like any any fucking wrestling move you think of, I'm thinking of how Jim Ross calls it. And I know nowadays he's not as good as he used to be, but for me, dude, maybe because I'm like a, a broadcast nerd and I like that shit too, Jim Ross is the man. And you've oh, already mentioned, great. like, The Rock, Stone Cold, all the great people he signed, and all the bad people, like, Maven and other people like that. But Jim Ross, he, you've already, like, you've already just stated, like, even if he didn't do announcing, his influence on the business is just, like, you, I mean, it's, it's there. It's, it's the most, like, important, like, one of the most important people in wrestling. Like, yeah. So much, and even be, his influence even felt beyond wrestling. Cause some of the people like the rock and other people that he influenced. And yeah, Jim Ross is great. Even though he's a kind of a crazy old man these days, he's dude. When I, he's earned not, his stripes. He's earned his when, stripes. He, he, when you I think of wrestling to the, man, and the first like non wrestling thing I think of is the commentators calling a, it's a stunner stone cold stone cold. Like his passion is what fueled me. And I was like, yes, yeah, Stone Cold, stone cold. Like dude, yeah. Jim Ross, baby. Number one for me.
0: Well, I think there's only one clear number one here to me. Uh, I love Jim Ross. Obviously, he made my list. That's a I mean, it's a great choice. Um, But again, you know, like and, you know, people can call me a bootlicker or whatever the fuck they want to say. But like, it's got to be Vince McMahon, dude. It's got to be number one. Like number one overall has to be Vince McMahon. It has to be. He wrestled too much for me to do it.
1: He wrestled too much for me to choose him. Wrestled. He wrestled too much. He was a multi-time world champion that I can't I can't in good faith choose Vince McMahon. I, I get I mean I I, I get you though. I, I think taking that out of consideration it's a great pick.
0: Yes, it's the only to me it's the only pick. I thought for sure we were, well, I, I thought we were, were going like, to count down I and say it at the same time. Say
1: Vince McMahon senior no, That's who I thought you were going to no. pick Vince because without Vince him, McMahon. you would have never McMahon. got him and we would have never got that
0: is all I'm saying. Vince McMahon. I don't think anybody would consider him a wrestler. Yes, I know he wrestled. Yes, I know he won the title, but he won the title and it, it was for a storyline. It wasn't it wasn't like he went on a long reign and like had classic bangers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, shit, I, I genuinely feel like Jim Ross might be in more wrestling matches than Vince McMahon. Like, it's very possible. You know what I mean? Like, Eric Bischoff might have been in more wrestling matches than Vince McMahon. I, but I'm not Vince sure. McMahon
1: had higher profile matches Stone Cold, yep.
0: God. I but mean, He's not a wrestler. You know what I mean? Now, now, Shane McMahon, you couldn't say Shane. Like, Shane's a wrestler. Like, I, I agree. Like, even Stephanie, Stephanie's a wrestler, like, had a run as a champion. You know what I mean? A run. Not like I won the title and lost it back to the guy I was feuding with in the storyline. He was the ECW same. champion, too. Same thing, though. He, he overpowered Lashley. He had it for like a week or two, and dropped it right back to Lashley. It's the same thing. It's the same thing.
1: I mean, I'm not I'm not saying your pick is a bad pick. I just didn't choose him because I feel like he's wrestled too much for me. But he's still a great, fantastic pick. Got it. It's be. Vince McMahon.
0: Vince McMahon. He's the, he's the he's the he is the god of this world. Like he is the, he literally is the alpha and omega of pro wrestling. I mean. There's no way around it. There's none of us or even none of us are here without Vince McMahon. Nobody, nobody's talking about wrestling in the United States in 2022 had Vince McMahon not happened. That's true. That's true. I mean,
1: think uh, we never know what could have happened, but most likely, yes,
0: you're 100% right.
1: But without at Jim at Ross it, boy, on his side, helping him evaluate that talent
0: is all I'm saying. But I, uh, no, I get totally. you. I,
1: appreciate- I feel you. I feel you, dog.
0: It was a great list, man. I think we both yeah. did a really good job. Um, a lot of
1: different picks. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you got any really good uh, honorable mentions since I know our said is, is, uh, Tony Khan? What do you got?
0: Jim Cornette's my, my honorable mention. Um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling is really underrated. I actually think that Smoky Mountain Wrestling, if you, and it's all on Peacock. Like literally all of them are on Peacock. Watch it. Watch the whole thing. I think it's only like, it's only like maybe eight months worth of TVs, but dude, that's better than ECW. Bar none. Like it's a and people. Some people are like, "Oh, Smoky Mountain." You mean that redneck th- dude? It was a good wrestling show. Like it was a like really good wrestling. It was better than UWF or Global or any of those other like older. It's b- I, better than AWA to me. That's that's. And the they had stuff.
1: Dirty White Boy.
0: Yes. Yeah. They had dude. They had <laughs> yeah. They had everybody. I mean the Unabomber. Yeah, um
1: I agree. Cornet's definitely on one of my honorable mentions, and also a Mean Gene Okerlund.
0: Mean Jean solid. Mean Jean solid as well. Not mad about that.
1: Like really, he's another, he's another one is he's, he's not the voice of pro wrestling, but he's one of those voices I think of like yeah. every classic promo, like macho man, cream of the crop. Like, yeah. We knew a mean gene, you know, like, oh, yeah. that, that's where when Hogan says it, you know, it's just, it, it, it invokes that classic and then all those, and the mean gene hotlines, just classic yeah. fucking shit right there.
0: Yeah. And then you got the borderline guys, right? Like to where it's like they were wrestlers, but they're known more for their backstage stuff, like Pat, like Pat Patterson to me is like, yeah, he was first intercontinental champion, massive, amazing pro wrestling run. So he can't make the list because it'd be disrespectful to put him on that list because he was such an amazing wrestler. But I would argue, especially in our generation, he's way more known for writing probably some of the best pro wrestling finishes of all time. He might be oh, yeah. the smartest finish guy ever. Like and that's just, we I would mean, have no V rock without him. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. You wouldn't have The Rock. You wouldn't have The we Rock. wouldn't have that new DC Black
1: Adam movie coming out if it wasn't for Pat
0: Patterson. Yep. Pat Patterson and Deion Sanders. That's what Dwayne says himself. Those two guys are the reason why there was The Rock. And makes perfect sense. makes yeah. perfect sense. I love it, man. This has been a great list. We're I had a really time, good time baby. I had a really good time with it. Let's keep it going here. We're going to jump into our Who Am I game of the week. And we're doing Who Am I? TNA Asylum Days. So, obviously, being Nashville boys, I don't know if we've said that enough on this show over the past five years. But you know, uh, we're talking a lot about the the old fairgrounds, the old stomping grounds. Um, so we're gonna do. Who am I here? Do you have your 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 uh, facts pulled up there, Wex?
1: Oh yes, I am uh, ready to go. Whenever, if you want me to go first, yeah, I I'd like to you to go Totally it, please, ready. Yeah? Okay. Me
0: give my three facts here.
1: Let me get his. Uh, okay, let me get his facts from at least this. This era, okay. So, I am still active in the ring till this day in the business in pro wrestling.
0: Okay.
1: I am a former world champion, but not in TNA. Okay. And during my stint, during my first TNA stint at at the asylum, I wrestled under a mask gimmick. Who am I?
2: Christopher Daniels? Not Christopher Daniels.
0: Huh. thought I had it right away with that one. I thought I was coming out of the gate swinging on that one. It's close, I mean. Um, World champion, but not in TNA. Was I world Mm -hmm. champion in WWE? No. Was I a Ring of Honor world champion? Yes. Okay. Or a mask. Did I wear a mask in Ring of Honor? No.
1: Okay. Not Frankie Kazarian?
0: No. He was Ring of Honor champion, wasn't he?
1: No, he, ne- he never was. Christopher Daniels was, but not yeah, Cre- Frankie Chris. Kazarian.
2: Okay.
0: Hmm. I'm just going to keep asking questions here since there's only two Yeah, of yeah. It. Fuck it. Keep going. Um, go. Did I wrestle in the WWE at all? Yes. Okay. Did I wear a mask in WWE? No.
1: Only ever wore a mask at TNA at the asylum.
0: Wow. Okay. Was I on a tag team in the WWE? Yes. Of honor world champion. Jesus. Or mask, Now I'm not Chris Daniels. I just keep coming back to Chris Daniels, and you keep saying no, obviously. Cause but you not-
1: said he was in the tag team in the WWE, so that should help you.
0: Yeah, I don't even know why I asked that because I don't have any leads. I didn't – wasn't even – I don't know who it could have been. It was a Ring of Honor champion, wrestled mm-hmm. in the tag team in WWE. Yes. Wore a mask in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Original TNA, obviously.
1: Yeah. And think about there's only level like three or four masked wrestlers in the asylum. Just maybe that'll help you. Think.
2: The
0: only one more
1: questions ca- you want.
0: I'll give you some more some more questions to help. The only TNA guys that I can think of that were a mask were like uh, Shark Boy and um and the asylum days, I don't remember a lot of lucha libres there, so Probably I wasn't didn't say a, lucha, he was a guy. lucha guy. Yeah, I it wasn't a lucha mask. guy.
1: I just said I didn't say he was a lucha guy. He just wore a mask.
0: I'm not gonna get it, man. I'm, You're not I'm, gonna get it. No, I'm not gonna, no more I'm, guesses. No more guesses. I'm done. Who was it? I'm talking about
1: PCO,
0: PCO, Carl
1: Alouette. He oh, wrestled wow. as X
0: during the Asylum. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I would have never got that. I would have never got that. Fl- I, I forgot I all about X. Uh, I forgot. WWE all about
1: tag team. Ring of Honor yeah. world champion. Yeah.
0: Well, he did kind of wear a mask in Ring of Honor, right? I mean, it's not a mask. No, no
1: like he never iPass. wore
0: a mask. It's like an eye. IP- yeah.
1: yeah. No, he just wore like a paint on it. It was more face paint. He wore, he wore an wore eye like patch a, when he was the pirate in WWF. but that's I know, he but I think wore he wore. wore uh,
0: there, there, there was a P, there, PCO has changed. I, almost, I, won't, no, he, he like, like, I mean, he wore, he wore like the metal eye patch in Ring of Honor before he started doing the paint, right?
1: Well, no, like he wears wears like a thing down to the ring, but he doesn't like wear it when he's wrestling.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's part of it. It's his like
1: life. a Frank. It's like a little Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Frankenstein gimmick. Okay. All right, you ready for mine? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I, I was, am. Wait, go. Wait, wait, what question? Okay, I've been questions? studying
1: the roster of TNA okay. Asylum Days. All
0: right. I'm a one time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion. I am a three time. TNA X division champion, and I never wrestled in the WWE.
2: Have I ever worked for the WWE? No. Do I currently
1: work for any major wrestling promotion?
2: Not consistently, no.
1: Not consistently.
2: Make I, I make appearances. Okay, okay, you make appearances.
0: And I do still wrestle from time to time? But not full-time.
2: Okay, so semi-active. Semi-active, yes. Okay, um...
1: So you said you're a one-time TNA tag team champion, never wrestled for
0: WWE. No, no. One-time Ring of Honor champion. Ring
1: of Honor tag team Tag champion, team.
0: champion, never wrestled for WWE.
1: Um, am I Sanjay Dutt?
0: No.
2: One time.
0: I am a one-time Ring of Honor tag team champion with AJ Styles.
2: With AJ Styles, um, fuck.
1: Fuck. WWE tag team champion never wrestled for, no, never wrestled for WWE and a TNA tag team champion.
0: I will say this too, is what, even though it's an Asylum, asylum Days guy, for the Asylum, I was more high profile than your choice.
1: You're more, more high profile than who?
0: than the choice that you had.
1: The choice that
0: I had. Yeah, um than then PCO. I was I'm more I, I was way more high profile at that time than PCO.
2: Am I Loki?
0: No. You're so you're getting close though. You're getting close. Uh
1: was was I ever an X Division champion?
0: 3 time.
2: 3 time, 3 time. Um That was one of my facts so it doesn't count as one of your questions. Oh shit. Um
1: Did I wrestle for New Japan?
0: I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Let me let me uh double check here. I got the thing pulled up. I've I have wrestled for them but like I've wrestled there but I not I'm not a New Japan wrestler. Okay. Am I Michael Shane? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, I really don't know. Hold on, uh, I wrestled in New Japan as recent as 2019.
1: 2019. Am I Frankie Kazarian? Also Am I really Jay lethal? lethal?
0: No. Keep going. You got plenty of guesses.
1: Chris Sabin, Alex Shelley.
0: No. Fuck. I I created one of the most innovative moves that's still. Oh, amazing today. red. Yeah. Fuck.
1: There you go. God damn it. Why don't I think I'm, I forgot him and AJ Styles were tag team champions together?
0: Fuck. Yeah, it was brief. That was honestly yeah. my most obscure fact about him. But I knew if I said like I invented this move, people you'd have been like, oh, yeah. Away. No, that was good. That was a good one. Have been like, have really, been like you Peter really Williams? had me stumped. No. Amazing red?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you really had me stumped on that one, though. Uh, my other pick was I bit Kenny Omega. That was gonna be a clue. Because Ace Steel, he he was in he was at the asylum, so I was gonna do oh, this. that. That would have been good. That would
0: have been good. I don't, don't really know.
1: I'd have to probably look up some facts. I really I don't know shit about A Steel besides that he wrestled with CM Punk at the asylum. Nobody does. If it ain't six park or a run, the truth killings, or the girls dancing in the cages. I don't care.
0: Oh my goodness, man. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. So we're going to do a, would you rather now? Um, and since we're talking about, you know, non wrestlers, we're going to do two different. Would you Rathers cause we've got a little bit of time, right?
2: All right. All right.
0: So we're going to do my first and your first. Let's start with mine. Would you rather today start a wrestling company? With Vince McMahon or Tony Khan at the helm. Today, clean slate. You're starting a company. They're gonna run it. Your company, but they run it.
1: No, I'm going Tony Khan, just because Vince McMahon is just so old and out of touch. Like I know I'm Tony Khan's had some today. shit pop off recently, you know, that doesn't look so good, but I feel he's better for the modern age.
0: I'm still going Vince. I think that he literally wrote himself into a shitty corner for years and years, and there was no way out. I think if he had a clean slate, he would never do that, but I think if he had a clean slate, he'd be great. I really do, even now.
1: I don't know. Things are just a little bit past his prime. All right. Ten years Thanks. ago, McMahon, maybe, but not, How about this? not
0: McMahon. Again, you're starting a company. They're going to run it, You, but you're running it. you got the funds. You get say yay or no. You get final okay. say, but they're essentially head of creative, right? Um, Vince McMahon or Paul Heyman?
1: As creative Paul Heyman, dude. Paul Heyman's the creative I think guy. I would
0: go Paul Heyman on this one too. Yeah.
1: He's the he's a think, wrestling yeah. genius. Paul Heyman, yes. Tony Khan. Financial man. not so good, but wrestling, yes.
0: Yes, right. So if I'm running the money and he's just writing the stuff, I I would pick I'd pick I'd pick Paul Heyman. All right, and my third one is also a Paul. It's a big pop of Paul. Would you rather have Vince McMahon or Triple H right now, today? The game, baby. A hundred percent, dude. Triple H. All day. I'm so excited for WWE right now, man. I'm just so excited. He learned the best stuff from Vince McMahon, but has his own shit by 2020. Mark my words here. I'm going to say this now as I'm making a bold prediction by 2025. WWE will be far and away the best thing on television. It will be the best pro wrestling. You'll have the best angles. You'll have the best wrestlers. It will be the best. It will be the best by 2025. It will be the best thing. AEW might still be going strong with Paul at the helm. Especially the way things are going, there AEW's never beaten WWE. It's never gonna happen. Not with Paul. Which, at home.
1: I don't expect them to because honestly, I still, even though people say they're like a competitor, they're still like a solid alternative. Solid alternative. Yeah. Because I'm like WWE. I still keep up with it here or there, but like I'm more invested in AEW. And yeah, there's I feel like there's a, enough like these hardcore fans just like me who are going to watch it no matter what, like you're going to, cause you're invested in with the people who are there.
0: Yeah. Fully agree. Fully agree. It's good stuff, man. All right. So let's do another, uh, would you rather, and we'll do it with Jim Ross. Okay. So we'll do the same kind of thing, right? Okay. Would you rather have today, Jim Ross or Pat McAfee? (sighs) Mm, That's tough.
1: Real tough, but I'm still going to have to go Ross for now, just for now. But
0: okay. I'm going It Pat. could
1: change next week because Ross, you know, you never know. Yeah.
0: I'm going Pat for sure. I think the crossover is just too much. I mean, like, the main, he's mainstream as it gets. Yeah. And that's just, you know, pop lexicon. On top of the fact that he is, obviously does have a passion for professional wrestling, which Him I love.
1: Him and JR together, or something oh. like that, maybe.
0: Oh. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be too good. That would be too good. That'd be too good, man. JR and Pat McAfee, my God. Dude, J-R, JR could be Pat the straight McAfee guy a and McAfee could just be like about the JR role. Would be great. Like, not even wrestling. Like, dude, dude, you know what? Well, they they won't do it because he signed to WWE. But man, if Pat McAfee's podcast could just get like 30 minutes with JR, they do like a three hour show. Like get 30 minutes and just talk about wrestling. It would be so good. So good. 'Cause this podcast is unbridled, man. They let the motherfuckers fly on that show. You know what I mean? Like they don't care. It's that's why it's the best like sports show. Cause it's like they can really say what, what like sports talk radio can't say, you know? Like it's yeah. good stuff. It's good stuff. Big fan. Okay, so keep it going. Would you rather have JR? Now I'm trying to think of a talent
1: J. R or Bruce Pritchard? Oh, Jim Ross for sure. I, I don't really Not like a Pritchard like that. Really don't fuck with Bruce Pritchard too hard. He's done a few things here and there, but overall, I'm not really a Pritchard fan. Never really listened to something to wrestle with because I've never oh. really gave a fuck about him that much to listen to oh. it. Okay. I've, I've heard it's right. great. You told me it's great. Jesse told me it's great. It's just –
0: It was great. It's not great. Oh, yeah. I heard it ever since he went back to WWE. Yeah. It's not been as good. But but all that shit's in the archives. I would literally say like, get on your podcast app, scroll all the way back. And listen to the first five episodes. And if you don't love it, then you're not going to love it. But, dude, that shit was th- – Podcast th- this podcast would probably not be happening without something to wrestle with. I probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten so enveloped in the podcast world of pro wrestling without that show. So, yeah. I mean I, I think you're right. I, I would probably still pick JR over Bruce as well. Um, but, yeah. So let's keep it going. One more. One more here. Okay. Do you rather have JR or Triple H? This is another one that we used before. <laughs> I'll go with Triple H on this one. See, that one's tough, man. That one's really tough because I feel like Triple H might have a better um, creative side to him. But again, too, like I'm not saying in WWE like, – Triple H also has the WWE way. He's got the WWE machine behind him, all the money, right? So if it was just a brand new company that I'm starting, a guy that I think could wear more hats right off the bat, it might be JR. You know what I mean? It might, I mean, as far as talent relation, maybe I'm wrong, um, but it might be JR, I, but my heart would probably still pick Triple H, honestly.
1: Hey, I feel like he just has, like I said, just when I talked about Tony Khan earlier, that more modern connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Totally. And again, too, like I know I said, I, I said something about talent relations and I'm a total asshole because he definitely ran NXT for the height of NXT being amazing. And the reason why we we're all got back into wrestling, I believe, was pretty much the Bullet Club in New Japan and NXT in 2015, 2016. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Triple H is the guy. No doubt. No doubt, man. That's that's going to be it. Guess what? Next week I'm out. I am not gonna be here. I am taking my children to Disney World. I can't say it too loud because they don't know. We're just gonna literally put them in a car. And like Chloe, my wife Chloe was like, hey, you know, like are we just gonna like wake up and tell them in the car? And that was kind of the plan. But then I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? We have two little kids. It's a long drive down. At some point, they're gonna get shitty. Like they're gonna be like, I wanna get out. When are we when are we gonna be there? I don't wanna be there. When they get mad, yeah. when they just get rough and it's like you gotta do something to like keep them settled. That's yeah. you tell them where they're going. And I guarantee they will straighten their shit up right away. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited about it, though, too, because I'm obviously a very immature, uh, you know, late 30s guy. So I'm super hyped about going to Disney. It's been 20-something years since I've been. Um, So I'm really, really excited. The kids are excited. Or they're going to be really excited. My wife is super excited. I am pumped. But next week, I I don't even really know what the topic is going to be next week. uh, But Miss Jessica Rosenberg will be back as well. So we'll have the full gambit. There might be even some more guests on the show. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but, yeah, you're. T- t- next week is a mystery show, guys. It's a mystery show. You're going to have to tune in and find out what next week's topic is. Um, as far as this week, though, man, we had a really good time. I thought me and Wex did a great job of holding down the forward two-man booth in it. Uh, Wex how do you feel a yeah, two-man show?
1: booth, classic. But, you know, next week might be like top five references to JR's ass live on air. There's many things we could do. That'd be good, yeah. Top five stink faces of all time. Maybe
0: that'd be good. Ooh. Rikishi yeah. stinkhole, Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I can almost got, smell we got it a bunch from of here. I can too, man, more stuff coming down the line. Top five botches of all times coming down the line. Uh, top five, uh, uh, best wrestling t-shirts of all time is coming down the line. Oh, that's going mm, to be yeah, a good, one. we got a lot of good stuff. We got, Oh, top five worst wrestling video games of all time. That's coming down the pipeline as well. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited oh, about that's, it.
1: That's going to be real easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. Yeah, we got we got good stuff. I mean, we grew up in a little bit different generations too. So, I remember some real shitty early uh pro wrestling games, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about the future. We're we're about uh we're cooking halfway through season 5 here. You know, we're ending the show. And, and uh around WrestleMania season and it's not going to be too long. We're going to blink and we're going to be on the road to WrestleMania and, and Royal Rumble is right around the corner and before you know it it's going to be January
1: you know and the, well, as soon as the new year happens, that's how you know it's boom, we're going we're going to be there yeah, before you know it.
0: We're going to truck through it, man. I'm excited. Life is good. The show is booming. We've already got a, uh, you know, again, like the k comparisons is ending. We had a great run. Five seasons is plenty for a podcast. Super happy to be ending it on that, on that note. Uh, but I will say that the creators, uh, the, uh, the voices behind the microphones, if you will, are already plotting and scheming for what is next in the podcast world after That's right. K-Fabe. That's right. So, uh, you rest you not, Mr. Know It All will still be on your uh, weekly podcast feed. Maybe after a little break, after we change some things around and figure out lock it down, maybe do a couple test runs. Uh, but yeah, we still got a few months, man. I'm still excited. Kfabe Comparisons season five, rolling strong. You can always yeah. find the show at KFCom on Twitter and Instagram, at KFabeCom Pod on TikTok, and Kfabe Comparisons on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube is like probably one of the most e- easily accessible engaged things, especially for our age group. Um but, yeah, if you're a little bit younger and you do actually use TikTok on a regular basis, we probably put more focus into TikTok because we just like it more. Um, but YouTube is also um, a great way to check out the outlet, to see us, to see our facial expressions, and see us talk shit to each other. It's fun. Um, so, yeah, be sure to hit subscribe there. You can always find your boy, Mr. Know-It-All, at Daniel Daybreak, literally everywhere. And if you want to send me something on Venmo, I'm, I'm there on Venmo. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm at Daniel Daybreak. I'm literally at Daniel Daybreak everywhere. Find me. Wax, giving the grip.
1: Pretty much the same thing with me, but it's at Wex breaking the loss on everything. But if on, you're on Twitter, make sure you do the at Wex loss and Wex breaking the loss. Things that don't count. kind of got fucked up. Can't get back into it. Got banned out. But everything else, Wex breaking the loss. And like he you said, YouTube, TikTok, hit them all up. Holler at your boy. Leave some comments. We'll give some feedback. That's my favorite part. I want to get some engagement. What do y'all think? Do y'all think Triple H is good? Do you think Mac Man's good? Let me know what you
0: think. Yeah, Triple H with Tony Khan. Tell us in the comments. Triple H or Tony Khan. You decide. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Hala, Peace. peace.